0: Although Spain had remained neutral during the First World War, the results of the war inspired the Spanish nationalists, an amalgam of right-leaning political groups, to stage a coup in July of 1936. Their goal was to depose the Republican government, comprised of the nation's left-leaning anarchist and communist groups, who were receiving support from the Soviet Union. The rebels were outnumbered 10 to 1, but by the end of the Spanish Civil War, which emerged from the coup, the ratio dropped to 4 to 1. The nationalists obtained military support from roughly half of the nation's army, numbering around 66,000 troops and an additional 33,000 from the Army of Africa, a Spanish garrison stationed in Morocco. Thousands more from other areas of military and police forces joined the rebellion as well. Even with a sizable force and an absurd amount of determination, The Nationalists' attempt to overthrow the government in a single insurrection ultimately failed, unsuccessfully capturing any major city save for Seville. Republican leader José Garral gave the directive to arm the civilian population, defeating the rebels throughout Spain's industrial centers, where citizens largely supported the Republican government. As the Nationalist forces broke down, splinter groups ran for the hills, establishing rogue bases in locations that could be easily defended one group retreated into the mountainous region of the Sierra de Cardena y Montoro, taking shelter in the monastery of Santa Maria de la Cabeza. They took some time to hunker down and get comfortable before declaring war against the government once again. Led by Captain Santiago Cortez González, they held down the fort from September of 1936 until May 1937, when Republican soldiers broke through the encampment. In the beginning stretch of the siege, Rebel supplies quickly ran out. Cortez sent a message via pigeon to the nationalist forces in nearby Seville, hoping for a speedy resupply. And being hunkered down in a mountainside surrounded by enemy forces, the only way to effectively deliver provisions were airdrops. Soon, bomber planes were buzzing overhead, flying in from the nearby rebel-occupied Cordoba and Seville airports, taking turns releasing a variety of packages containing any number of items. Ammunition, food rations, and medical kits were dropped from bomb racks or flung out of cargo doors. Their compatriots below watched and waited eagerly as the parcels crashed to the hard ground. The drops weren't terribly effective. Many a bundle was either lost during its descent or far too damaged to save when it landed. Even with attached parachutes, safely dropping the most fragile of provisions, like medical supplies or other delicate goods, proved to be a gamble at best. The precious cargo needed as safe and soft a landing as possible to avoid breakage. Back in Seville and Cordoba, they devised a plan to use a different kind of parachute, one that would theoretically, and with many prayers applicably, kill two birds with one stone. On the following run of supplies to the trapped nationals, the people below watched as their lifeline of parcels fluttered downward. Their look of surprise faded as they realized the practicality of the new parachute for which they quickly became grateful. They felt the low rustle of air as the cargo landed in front of them. Apparently, the parachutes didn't want to stay put, bobbing, weaving, and dragging the brittle parcels around with them. People scrambled to contain the evasive objects, which were thankfully less difficult to catch than they anticipated. In an instant, the fortress was filled with the sound of gobbling. When I said the new form of parachute would hopefully kill two birds with one stone, I was being half literal. In an effort to create a softer landing of supplies, the supporting rebels overhead began to utilize turkeys as parachutes, which instinctively flapped their wings to avoid plummeting to the earth. They safely landed themselves and the valuable goods tethered to their legs. Additionally, the turkeys doubled as hearty meals during the remaining months of siege. It still wasn't the most effective strategy to be sure, but for a moment, Thanksgiving for these people had come early. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production.